0: It's radio, which (laughs) is a shame because the dress
1: is pretty darn good. Hello and welcome to the 10-Minute Writers' Workshop from NHPR. I'm Virginia Prescott, and in this episode, author Ellen Hildebrand. She's a five-time New York Times best-selling author and has been dubbed the queen of the summer beach read. She was at the Music Hall Loft in Portsmouth to talk about her latest book, Winter Stroll. So we got up with her backstage at the Writers in the Loft series, where she was signing stacks of books and asked her for 10 minutes
0: hello hi i'm ellen hildebrand and i'm thrilled to appear on the
1: 10 minute writer's workshop well we're thrilled to have you so what do you think ellen is it harder to write the
0: first sentence or the last they're both really hard they're both really hard i actually think the first sentence is the hardest because you want to set yourself up to succeed you want to give you want to give yourself a lot of opening so when i think of a first sentence in fact i just um i'm sort of a book ahead of everyone. i'm actually two books ahead of everyone Because I'm revising my novel for next summer, but I just was thinking of my opening line for the third Christmas book for next year, and I wrote it in my head. Now I can't remember for the life of me what it is, but it's very, very important that you give yourself lots of options, lots of places to go and create... A sense of inviting someone in is really what I what I try and do with the first line.
1: And do you have that sentence written down somewhere? I mean, is this what you do? You doodle things or write them down? I, I or... think
0: them. I, I run eight miles every day. And when I'm running, a lot of times I'll leave myself voice memos on my phone because I'll, I'll think. I'm constantly thinking. And it was this morning when I was running um, in Boston on the river there that I, I thought um, the, the third book is going to be called Winter Storms. And so the first line is going to allude to my newscaster's character and her secret love for weather news stories. But I, I have a line written, but now I can't, of course, recall what it is. I'm under pressure. <laughs> we would have the
1: scoop. <laughs> <laughs> so are there personal habits that you would encourage writers to take up to avoid you know, certain things or to become more productive?
0: Um, I'm a graduate of the Iowa Writers Workshop, which is sort of the ultimate of any... I think of any writers workshop in the country and um, when I was there from 96 to 98 um, I studied with Frank Conroy and we were not friends he was not a particular favorite person of mine but he taught me so much about how to write and some of the rules that I learned while I was at Iowa is that I I compose for three hours a day and that's my general rule. and he that was our guideline in Iowa any less is flacking any more really sort of overwhelms you so it was three hours of composing a day and I have become so disciplined now I'm writing two books a year that I stick to that guideline. And I would encourage writers to just get it done. Get something on paper. You can always go back and fix it. But I think there's a lot of fear, a lot of trepidation, a lot of hesitation in writers because they're afraid of doing writing something stupid or writing something not good or writing something, you know. So just get it down on paper.
1: And do you edit as you
0: go along, or do you wait until the end? I handwrite everything in, in notebooks. And then when I put it into the computer, generally, that's my first edit. And then I'll print it out, and I'll edit, and I'll print it out, and I'll edit, change it in the computer. But um, I, I just try and go with the flow, and I try not to edit too much while it's still in longhand. So what is your personal worst distraction from getting work done? Oh, I I don't want to say... It's the phone. It's the phone. It's the internet. Um, my children. I have three children, 16, 13, and 10. Um, they don't need much attention to I know, right? This is the thing, is I can write while doing, while anything is going on, but I can't write while I'm driving. And when you have kids that age, what are you doing? You're driving. Um, so I take two sort of retreats for myself over the course of the year where I'm by myself without the kids. One in St. John in the spring for six weeks, and then I'm in Boston for eight weeks in the winter when I'm doing my revisions.
1: Yeah, so how much research do you do before you start? It really
0: depends on the book. One of my favorite stories of all time, I wrote a novel called A Summer Affair about a glassblower. And people, after the book was published, came up to me and said, oh, you just know so much about glassblowing. You must be a professional glassblower. And the only way I learned anything about glassblowing, other than going to Simon Pierce and, and, you know, sort of state fairs and watching it be done, is that I bought this book, and it's the best book about glassblowing you can buy, and it's done in paper and pencil and then Xeroxed and stapled together, and I ordered it on Amazon called Beginning Glass Blowing, and it has pencil drawings, but it explains exactly how it's done, so I read that book and people think I'm an expert. You only need to know as much as you need to know to sound convincing in fiction.
1: Okay, so what is the best environment for you for writing? You know like where do you want to be
0: yeah it really varies according to the time of year it's winter now and I like being in the city or late fall so I'm in Boston because I, I love sort of the energy and the thought that things are going on around me and, it, and everything is at my disposal um, I have a, a studio apartment in Beacon Hill. I light candles. I have these very fabulous candlesticks with these very expensive candles. It's my one indulgence and I light them. The sun goes down at 3.30. I light my candles, I make myself a cup of tea. That is my, you know, I have classical music. That is my perfect environment in the, in the fall and the winter. Um, and then in the summertime on Nantucket, I'll take my notebook to the beach, pack a sandwich, ride my bike, It used to be nobody bothered me. (laughs) Now it's a little bit different, but I like to write longhand at the beach and take my breaks, go in the ocean, take a nap.
1: So what do you think is the most common mistake that new writers make?
0: I think the most common mistake that new writers make uh, is that they don't have a long view. I chatted with an aspiring writer the other day, and... They're very, very worried about the book that they're writing and the characters. And I think that a writer that's going to be successful is going to look at a longer view. How many? What is your follow-up to this book? What other things do you want to write about? What themes do you want to explore? Who do you want to be when they're marketing you? Because everybody has to sell their books also, not only write them. And I think finding an identity for yourself as a writer is really important. I'm called the queen of the summer read. And people say does that bother you and it's like no that is you know the path I have chosen and and when I set out with the Beach Club 15 16 years ago I knew I wanted to write about summertime on Nantucket that was what I wanted to do and it's now 16 books later and it has really worked but I think that writers need to sort of think about their identity who they are, what they want to write about. Are there any kind of tools or books that you would recommend for them to kind of cultivate that? Well, interestingly, the one thing I've done since I've been a teenager is I've workshopped. And I found workshops very, very useful. So I went to Johns Hopkins undergrad. That was a workshop environment. So in my major, I had workshops every semester. And then when I moved to New York City after college, I went to the 92nd Street Y, and I took workshops there. And then I went to Iowa. Um, And when I got out of Iowa, I found... um, an agent and was starting to write. So I I wasn't so worried about other people's input. Then it was the editor and the agent's input. But I think that developing a thick skin, getting other people's input, hearing how your words come across to other people is very, very important.
1: Speaking of thick skin, how many times were you rejected before you were published? Oh, dear.
0: Tons, tons. My first novel, I think, went to, there were 13 publishers at that time in New York, went to, got 12 rejections, and finally the last person bought it. Thank goodness. How do you keep yourself going after getting rejected? Oh, you just have to remember that, first of all, you have to believe in yourself. And then, you know, John Irving has this great quote that says, if you can do anything other than write, do anything else, because it's so hard. And I couldn't do anything other than write, so rejection was neither here nor there. I was going to do it anyway. What was the
1: best piece of advice you ever got about writing?
0: I think it was start at the beginning and move to the end and... Um, 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration. You have to be disciplined, you have to get it done. It can't be three chapters sitting in your drawer. Ellen Hildebrand, backstage at the Music Hall Loft. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Ellen Hildebrand is author of 16 novels that are set on the island of Nantucket. Her latest is Winter Stroll, the 10 Minute Writers Workshop is a production of NHPR, and this episode was produced by Sarah Plord.